Let's try it. Hello, and welcome to the movie rubric. I'm Timothy McDaniel. Cole Wright. And I'm Josh Glass. And we're doing this for the second time because I'm a big old loser who got COVID. Um, oh my gosh, Tyler, can, can you say that? Can you I, say that without getting us banned? I mean, I think I can. Yeah, you can't say it on that's YouTube, still, but uh, you know that. No, no word. Our YouTube video is probably going to have a big banner on it. But yeah, no, so um, we're doing this digital, and I thought it would be a breeze. It was not a breeze, <laughs> but not been easy. We we're all every, we're here. We're all here. We 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 think we're taking two steps forward, or I think I'm taking two steps forward, and it ends up being ten steps backwards. <laughs> uh, you know what? When this good, is, we're not going to dive into the nitty gritty of it, but as we were saying, when this is all over, I want to come over to your house and figure out what went wrong. Like whatever we're allowed I mean, to I, see. I, listen, I followed the the wise tech support of old Timothy Tyler McDaniel over there. <laughs> Listen, I he, think with another I hour, do, I think with I another hour, hour and a half, we would have got you there. Well, here, here's the thing. I was already there, and then we tinkered more. <laughs> it wasn't good enough, and we went worse. <laughs> he did turn into a drunk robot at one point. It was quite beautiful. I thought, yeah. you know what? I'm done. We. <laughs> you know what? A drunk robot sounds like it would be like a perfect villain for the movie we went to go see, though. Um which was, I mean, maybe not drunk because it was kind of a kid's movie. We went and saw Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. That's what this episode is going to be about. Um, and uh, I got to say, like, my favorite part maybe of the movie for a spoiler-free part of the conversation was, like, how many villains there were. And, Cole, I think you're probably the most knowledgeable about TMNT in this call. Were those I mean, all original villains? According to the guy that does actually know everything, uh, yeah, those were all original. Those were all, like, villains that existed. They didn't create any villains for this they like pre-existed. Uh, yeah, they existed in like the cartoon and stuff, from what I understand. Even the big bad, who I'm not going to say just yet, because I don't think he was in the trailers. I mean, that's how I understood it. Interesting. Okay. Well, hey, that's what we're here to talk about. We're here to talk about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Um, and uh, like I said, for the spoiler-free part, um, I just want to say I, I enjoyed the movie significantly more than I thought I was gonna. What were your guys' thoughts going into the movie? Were you expecting to like it? Did you think it was going to be a super kids movie? Like, what were your guys' thoughts going in? Uh, yeah, I kind of thought it was going to be super goofy, over the top kids movie, and it turned out to be more, uh, I would say teenager to young adult movie, and I, I enjoyed it a lot. Mm-hmm. Cole I thought Weather. it was going to suck. You also thought, okay, I'm just... I, I thought it was going to be complete trash. Like, looking at the trailer, and also, like, in my, in my opinion, which I don't think it's not, it's not, not a, necessarily a hot take. I mean, there have only been two... Up to this point, there have only been two good Ninja Turtle movies, and that was the first two that released. The first two live-action ones? Yeah, those two were the only good Ninja Turtle movies. You didn't like any of the Michael Bay ones at all? No. I mean, I didn't either, but I was just curious. Um, what about the animated well, ones? I mean, those were fine. I mean, I wouldn't say they they were good. I'd say they were at best okay. Yeah. So, I'm really... And then, yeah, and Ninja Turtles 3, though, uh, that's where things started going wrong. I'm really glad you said like you also thought it was going to suck because I, I was worried that I was alone in that boat going into the movie. Um, I mean, you go uh, listen to our last episode. I doubled down and said yeah, it was going to suck. Like, I, I'm like, I don't have any faith in this movie. I was just not. It, it, it blew me away with how creative it was. I thought it was very good. Um, I really liked that this one seemed to almost take place in a somewhat real world. As silly as that sounds, like they referenced a lot of real life bands, a lot of real life people and actors, like the whole chris thing was maybe my favorite bit in the movie you guys know what i'm talking about so chris. yeah chris with all the i don't want to like spoil with all the cutouts not oh. ringing any bells yeah i got gotcha. you oh yeah yeah, yeah okay yeah, yeah. but like it, it definitely no you're fine you're fine hey we're it's, yeah, that's a very obscure uh part the pick a pick on that was that an obscure part that was maybe my favorite joke in the movie so for me it was not oh okay that that's a good question for later. Let's let's pull up the favorite jokes of the movie. So before we get into spoilers, as always, should people take or should people go see this movie? And then I'd like to add, should people take their kids to go see this movie? I think so, if your kids oh. are semi mature and like, I wouldn't take a young four or five year old to go see it. Maybe, but uh, ten to tw ten to thirteen, I think that's perfectly fine. 
Yeah. And I would go see it. Yeah, I think it was a good time. It was fun. Cole? I, I would agree. Um, yeah, it's definitely, you should go see it, especially if you're a fan of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. But, I mean, for kids, I would go, I'd say 9 to 10 and up would probably be best. Yeah. I mean, it's, for me, I would say you should go see it. I'd hesitate to take kids. I think that it actually had more dark mature moments than I was expecting in it. But with the, it, it was in this weird spot where it was definitely aimed at kids, but it wasn't necessarily a kid's movie, especially some of the stuff with like Superfly um, and things like that. So I don't know. Like I would say, honestly, go see it, but definitely like do your research before you take kids to go see it. I wouldn't necessarily say it's like a super kid friendly movie. Yeah. I mean, it's rated PG, so parental guidance. So use your parental yeah. guidance. So, alrighty. So and don't get offended. I'm going to give it one thumbs up for our normal rating. I think this might be the first movie I've ever given either like not a thumb, both thumbs up or like thumbs down. I'm going to give it one thumb up on the thumb rating system. Where are you at, Cole? <laughs> hmm. I mean, I really liked it, but I mean, I'd go two thumbs up. You're going really two, thumbs, go two thumbs, Josh? Our tried and true thumb system. Where are you at? <laughs> I'm going to go yeah, one and a half thumbs. You got a half thumb. <laughs> I got a half thumb. It's sideways. It's like, I really enjoyed the movie, but it's not, I don't know. It was a fun time at the theater. I'd probably go see it again if somebody wanted to go see it. But if I didn't see it in theaters, I wouldn't cry. Yeah. It's not one that I think people need to go see. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be fun at home on your television as well. Yeah. So, yeah. Maybe wait for streaming, you know. Um, I think that'd be a good place for it. With all that out of the way, let's go ahead and let's actually start. Let's let's talk a, some spoilers about the movie. And I have a feeling this episode might be a little bit shorter, partially because of the new format, but also partially because while this, this being a pseudo-kids movie, there isn't a whole lot of stuff to break apart and dissect and discuss like there have been with Ooh, our last few it. movies. It's not super deep, but I know Cole's got a couple of things he thinks are hot takes. Cole, you know I, what? I got... Before you I drop have, your bombs. Okay. Uh, hey, Oppenheimer, go check out that episode. Yes. Um, <laughs> move. Look at that. Yeah. Nice reference. Thank you for the callback. Thank you for the ad. If they're watching this, I'm sure they've watched Oppenheimer. But before you drop your know, bombs. Some, we probably have some weirdos. That, that just skip around. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Um, I want to get like my normal stuff out of the way before start Cole starts dropping hot takes. Um, I normally ask who your favorite character was. You know, uh, I would say it's probably going to be a turtle. So I guess my question would be, which no. one was your favorite turtle? Cole, did you say yours wasn't a turtle? I mean, this is probably Superfly. Nah. Was it Superfly? No, no, it's the chameleon. It's Mondo Gecko. Mondo, Mondo Gecko. Yeah. Mondo yeah. was really cool. I actually did really he like Mondo. Cool. Yeah. It's Paul Rudd. What's not to like? <laughs> that was Paul Rudd. I didn't realize that was Paul Rudd. Yeah, that, that yeah. was Paul Rudd. He was they doing a really good job. John Cena was, I don't remember he was Bebop or Rocksteady, but he was one of those two. I remember you saying that beforehand and you weren't sure which one. Um, and then I can tell which one he was, like the voice. I can't, I, I get the characters mixed up though. I loved whenever he spoke, you like went, oh, that's him. Like you like had a little <laughs> moment. <laughs> well, you could tell it was John Cena doing a really growly voice. It was. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't his Post best. Post Malone was in this movie too. Where was Post Malone? He was the guy who was always singing. He was the villain who was like singing his name. Oh, I didn't that realize was that was Posty. And, and Mr. Mr. Beast was also in this movie. Hold up. Do I just need to look up a cast list for this you do, film? It's pretty Mr. wild. Beast, to be fair, had like a a like two second spot in the movie. Like he was like a he was a guy on the square when they first came out of the sewers. Hold, and he's like, no, oh, hold look, up. It's a, it's a, this is a costume. And it's like, that's Mr. Beast. <laughs> I typed in TMNT and I got the right movie. Um, we're talking about spoilers. At the end of the movie, they teased that Splinter was going to be in the next film. Shredder. Oh, Shredder. That's right. Hold on. I'm getting them confused. I was like, I said, Jackie Chan played Splinter. And I was like, wait a second. Splinter wasn't in this movie, but you're right. I'm getting Shredder. Splinter, and Yes. Jackie Chan was in fact Splinter, though. I'm getting Splinter and Shredder confused. You're right. I didn't realize Jackie Chan was Splinter. It's okay. Nicholas Cantu was, or Cantu was Leonardo. Seth Rogen was Bebop. Micah Abbey was Donatello. I don't know who Nicholas or Micah are. Um, 
Brady recognize any of the turtle voice actors. Yeah, Brandy Noon was Raphael, and Shaman Brown Jr. was Michelangelo. And I gotta appreciate that they all look very young. They look like they're teenagers. And for what it's worth, I appreciate that they got teenagers to play teenagers in a, a movie with voice acting. I feel like you don't see that often. Yeah, they did a really good job. They definitely were a teenage mutant ninja turtles in this yeah, one. Yeah, they delivered the lines that. like teenagers, and I, I thought that yeah. that was kind of cool. Yeah, there's a few lines that I actually cringed at a little bit because I was like, that maybe wasn't delivered like the best, but then as I thought on it, I was, I was like, that probably is how kids talk. That's probably pretty I mean, on you know, point. I, I, cringed, I cringed too when they started talking about Attack on Titan in the middle of Ninja Turtles. All right, hey, listen. Hey. Okay, hold up. I, I can't even go to the, see a Ninja Turtles movie about the weeb culture. We, we, had to, we had to pause a class today because all 20 kids wanted to talk about Attack on Titan, so I think you're just well, out of the loop on this one. <laughs> that, that sounds like poor teaching right there. Man, your class better. You're not wrong. Um, I don't really know too many other people on here. Um, uh, John Cena, Ice Cube was Superfly, which is cool. You're right. Post Malone was on here. Paul Rudd. Um, oh, the guy who uh, who who was um who was Baxter? Which character was Baxter? Who was Baxter? Yes, Baxter is the uh, he was the scientist. I thought was he okay? That was played by the guy who. Yeah, he was the scientist, the guy who died at the beginning. He that's played by the guy who was um the chicken guy from. Breaking Bad. I didn't realize that. Gustavo. Oh, really? Yeah. So that's cool. All righty. They, got, they so. had a really big cast in this. <laughs> they really did. And I mean, it's awesome to see some really good voice acting whenever that I mean in a, in a kid's movie. I thought it was good. So, Cole, you said your favorite person was Mon Gecko. Josh. Mondo Gecko. Mondo Gecko. Josh, who was your favorite character? I'm terrible with names. I really liked the uh, the weeb, not just because he was a weeb, but I really liked his Donatello. Was that Donatello, yeah, yeah. Donatello uh, was my favorite turtle as well. I, I yeah. like that they took like the spin of like he's supposed to be like the the really like smart and techie one, but they made him just a total weeb. In addition to being he was just a cool dork, they made him like a the, the kind of like a stereotypical nerd. But like, I mean, except I take a gripe with with this. How the heck those glasses stay on his face? He don't even got ears. <laughs> They're tied in the back. You take that off of continuity? I may. I just may. <laughs> <laughs> Kids movie. He was He's mine too. Today. Yeah, I really liked. Um, in general, like I said, there was a lot of real life references. They referenced Attack on Titan quite a bit. They talked about like Gundam and other like anime. Talked. They quoted a lot of real movies. They talked about like um, uh, Forza. They referenced Forza. They referenced um the Hulk and uh, what's his face um, like improvising lines. And like they, yeah, there was a um, lot of pop culture references in this movie that I don't think kids will get, but I really appreciate that they were in there. Yeah. And I mean, let's the biggest pop culture reference in the whole thing was uh, the old he man version of uh, what's up by four non blondes. Okay. So <laughs> the best part in cinematic history, I was going to ask, like normal, what everyone's favorite part was, but that's mine. And I'm, is that, that your guys's as well? That, I would say for the memes, that's gotta be. Like, it was, the, it was so good. It's like it, it. You kind of called it right before it happened too. It's like they're okay. They're playing the regular version. They're having a nice song. Like okay, this is a good song. It's a meme. And then you go, you kind of you whisper like, I wish it was the He Man version. And then sure enough, here comes the drum intro in. It's <laughs> like yes. Like what the heck is happening? What's going on? What's going what on? What is going on? <laughs> that was by far and away my favorite part of the movie. <laughs> um, with that, and just and be right before Cole's hot takes, you know, because I always ask, what was everyone's least favorite part of the movie? Do we have one? Do we have a least favorite? I do. Part? Yeah. Is it your hot take? Um, not necessarily. Okay, to be fair, is it hot adjacent? It's it's somewhat because I mean I don't know how well feels about. It. I guess it could very well not be a hot take, and it could be like how you at the beginning were expecting us to not say that we were expecting having low expectations for this movie. Yeah, well I'll go um, ahead. But also, I will get this out of the way though. Another one of my gripes is how the heck Michelangelo got braces. Yeah, what turtle orthodontist they going to? Maybe Splinter's really talented. 
no, I'm not. No, super no. talented. No, no, that's that's stretching. <laughs> Karate master rat. I can buy that. Not an orthodontist. No, <laughs> it is a little. It is a little kind of on the nose. They want to make like, them look like nerdy teenagers, and yeah, I'm like you could. They did it for how many years that like, you could have just not done that? Yeah, that was stupid. I think it adds to his character design from like a design standpoint. Just, I know, but like he already looked, still looked different. Like he didn't need the braces. Yeah, the braces didn't bother me. Now, because it's a kids movie, if this wasn't a kids movie, then yeah, like that's ridiculous. But I mean, we're talking about ooze covered turtles that morphed into you but know. Here's the thing they they've done that, and you could have just like not had the braces. You could have not had him wear glasses. And now could have not done a lot of things that don't make sense, but then the movie wouldn't be fun. I mean, still fun. To be fair, you know what else did did it better? The first two. And they didn't have any of those stuff. <laughs> I think that this movie was significantly better than the the, the first movie for sure, probably. Ooh. Yeah. Maybe that's my hot take of the evening. Maybe because I need to go back and rewatch all the live action you ones. You should. I mean, listen, uh, live been, action one still holds up. I mean, this one years. had a lot of pop culture references that may not hold up over time. That's my hot take. Like, Okay, that's fair. Maybe, maybe funny now. May not be funny... You know, 30, 20, 30 years from now. So was that your least favorite part was the fact that he had braces? No, that's that was just an that's adjacent. That's, trolling. that's okay. me trolling. Yes, um, just trolling. No, that's okay. That that I did I did not like it, but that's not like my main thing. I didn't like the Leonardo April uh, love arc. That's never happened. I feel like it wasn't so much as a love arc, so much as he has a crush on her and she's yeah, his like romantic interest, but I don't think she ever returned it in any way. Yeah, but like that's like, to my knowledge, that has not happened in a turtle movie. I mean, he's like a he's a horny teenager trapped in a sewer, and he has a crush on a girl. I feel like turtle. What's that? Turtle, turtle man. He's not just a turtle. He's got feelings and a heart and emotions. Cole, he's allowed to have a. He's allowed to like somebody. No, 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 it's it's weird. (laughs) It's a freaking human and a giant turtle. No, I mean don't. We've seen worse in other movies, I feel like, over the years. I mean, I mean that, that, that bothered me. That was like my least favorite thing about this movie. That was it? That was your least favorite thing? That I can think of. I mean, I liked everything, like just about everything else in this movie, even though still not as good as the first one. I mean, that's, yeah. that's... So to put a pin in Cole's <laughs> weird turtle ex-human emotional issues my least favorite part was probably the giant kaiju battle at the end in all honesty um it felt weird it felt like he could have squished them and killed them multiple times over and they just kept drawing it out and drawing it out and then all these like normal humans start getting involved and are just very very capable people all of a sudden i don't know it just felt really weird um i kind of would have liked that scene to have been i don't know how i would have fixed it but that was maybe my least favorite part which is a good thing if that's my least favorite part of this movie, a movie that I was expecting to very much dislike. I, from, you know, Josh, go ahead. I'll, I'll add my part. Did you have one, Josh? Uh, I would kind of agree and go off that. Like, I felt like it was weird to kill Superfly and then not kill Superfly. It was just, it was just kind of odd. It's a cop out. Yeah. It was just like a way to extend the runtime. I feel like. Yeah. Yeah, I agree, for sure. I I did appreciate though something I liked that they were making jokes to the you're gonna get captured and milked and then they ended up <laughs> they being, got milked. Getting that captured was pretty milked. funny. <laughs> like oh my gosh, they brought it back. That was good on you, movie. One person and uh we were talking about the movie in a, a different chat. Um, and one person, and I don't know if this is just them because they're a degenerate, but they said that they thought that. The amount of times they mentioned milking made it almost weird. They were like, they were almost alluding that milking and because they kept specifically referencing the nipples were like, it was very odd in a kid's movie, how often they referenced that. And then it, it definitely was funny when it happened, but in hindsight, it's like, it is a little weird that they were talking about milking <laughs> these turtles over and over and over. repeatedly. Yeah. It is a little weird. Um, yeah. Funny. but weird. Yeah. Where'd the milk come like from? That. Do we even want to ask? I mean, I, I mean, it's ooze from what I can understand. I mean, I'm just going to assume it's ooze and not say it's milk, but yeah, but whatever. I did not know that. So in the scene where they're getting milked, 
I did not know that the Butter song was a BTS song, and I feel like that is... I'm, you didn't know that? I didn't. So I don't listen to BTS. I just I just generally I mean, don't. I don't dislike I don't them. I mean, Gaston did it best. But. but that's the thing. The first time I heard Butter was... <laughs> if anyone listening has not watched Beauty and the Beaster, it's free on YouTube. Go watch it. And Gaston does a rendition of a song called Butter, and I never knew what that was from. I assumed it was a pop song I hadn't heard. So when they started singing it in this movie, I was like, it's the Gaston song. <laughs> That's, <laughs> it's, it's just the Beauty and the Beast song now. Let's look. Yeah, so I thought that that was that was very fun, very cool. I like that they also didn't know the lyrics, which I thought was <laughs> was pretty yeah. funny in that scene. All right, we've got all the like the questions. I feel like I need to ask you know to talk like let people know if this is a movie they should see. Maybe we talked about their favorite scene. Maybe we agreed with them on the least favorite scene. Cole, the the straps are off. I'm dropping the bombs. What was the big hot take you have with this movie? Oh, that the the love thing was was it? Oh, that, that was, was it. Was, oh, that wow. was kind of what I was referring right. to. Like, like I may like be saying it's the hot take. It may actually not be a hot take because I'm like I don't know how you guys feel about it. Evidently, you're you're for uh, human turtle relations, but you know, I whatever. viewed it as mainly plutonic, but just like showing that they have real emotions. He he definitely has non-plutonic emotions for her. Yeah, but I mean, like, overall, there was no, like, reciprocating. So I feel like, in general, it was going to mainly stay plutonic. I guess I... We're getting to, like, a really weird moral ethical dilemma here. (laughs) Assuming... Yeah, that's what everyone was tuning in here for. Assuming that if this was ever real. Are you saying that the turtles aren't allowed to ever like enter a relationship with people? Many people enter relationships that are like romantic but non-sexual, right? Like you know, like unless you're going to say that he's not allowed to find love and have a partner, you got to get over the fact that he might have a crush on a human. I'm just saying, <laughs> you, got, you got Splinter who's that who is smart and going after another mutant. I mean, I don't. I, it's weird. Like what? If they, I, I'm assuming in the next movie, like in this movie, she didn't There's return the feelings, but in the next movie, I I'm, would almost bet any amount of money they probably will return the feelings in some way, shape, or form, and they're going to be a thing, and I don't think uh, it's going to be weird. I will, like, not blink at it, I guess is what I'm saying. I'll, we'll have to see on the sequel there. That's... I guess when I think about a people being in a relationship in the movie, I'm not instantly thinking of the logistics of it. Like, I'm not, like, trying to think about all the like under the sheets things like i'm just like okay it, they're in a relationship it gives me it gives me brian from family guy who dates all the human women he's a dog like no. yeah but family guy goes out of their way to show like how sexual that is and i don't think that this show is going to do that so i don't have to think about it i don't have to be morally bothered by it language in this movie and it did so i don't yeah, there was uh that's actually kind of why I hesitated earlier um to say like before you would bring their uh <laughs> my wife is listening. Hold on, I'm going to read this text in a minute. But there was more language in this movie than I was expecting and you know, if you're a parent bringing your kid to the film, you know, maybe language doesn't bother you. Maybe it does, just why I said do your research. Um it doesn't bother me. It's just like I wasn't expecting it, so it caught me off guard. That kind yeah. of thing. My wife just texted me. Elena, I'm going to read this out loud. And she said, there's tons of turtle ex- <laughs> turtles ex-human fanfic, and I even once wrote a Raphael ex-human of fanfic. Why? Why? Hold on, Elena, you're in the room. I'm just going to out you. Was it with April? Uh, you guys can't hear her. She said it was an OC. It was... Does that mean it was you and Raphael? Well, for an original character, are you not the character? No, an original character is the character that you created. The character you created? You? Okay. I'm. It's not yourself. Guys, I'm concerned. This sounds hey. like something. Elena, no, I'm I not dressing up as Raphael for Halloween. Like, she's going to have a, a turtle costume waiting for you. I'm going to show a home one day. There's going to be a. Is he the orange one? I can't remember. He's the red one. The red one, she's going to have a red bandana waiting for me and a turtle backpack. <laughs> it's not even the right turtle for this movie. Leonardo was who was uh, uh, 
having well, she, the field. She's got a thing for Raphael, I guess. I mean, I, he's the angry one. I was getting ready to say, I guarantee she was like, I love how angry she is, and I want to break down that shell. I guarantee it was like the purpose of her fan. Like, doesn't go for the weeb, doesn't go for Michelangelo, who is hilarious. He's my favorite turtle. Like, not necessarily in this movie, but like, he's just in general. My favorite turtle. Yes, in general. Yeah. Um, Gosh, I'm going to have to go find this fanfic later. Um, I mean, I mean, it's already. She doesn't have a good track record. She's now bad already on the uh, the fanfics. That's true. She's after, got a problem. The, after the Avatar fiasco, Black <laughs> Airbender, not the blue people one. Um, oh, and I'm the, not going to call her out for that one. We'll we'll save some things. We'll save her from the internet's wrath. No, no, I think we, you should uh, share that. So, um, what do you guys think of the uh, April's character? While we're talking about this, I I actually didn't like it at first but she grew me very quickly and by the end of the film i really liked april's character it was definitely a departure from april's of other versions of the story like what'd you guys think yeah. of her character i i thought it was a good take because i mean this was overall just a different take on the ninja turtles i mean mm -hmm. it's still the same concept but like they, the designs are different mm -hmm. so i mean they, they modernized april which is fine i mean nor Normally, when I think of April, though, I think of from the cartoon where it's uh, the yellow jumpsuit and everything. Yeah. No, I, I I liked what they did. Josh, did you have any opinions on April going in, or like, did you like dislike? Was there any one character that you didn't like? I'm not super familiar with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Like, I mean, I enjoy it, but I, I'm sure I've seen. Uh, like episodes of stuff and um, maybe even some of the older live action movies, but I'm not like uh, an avid Ninja Turtle person. So mm -hmm. <clears throat> I didn't have any preconceived notions on April. Didn't even realize she was a reoccurring character. Um, hey, send, I'll send you a picture of what she looked like in the cartoon. Yeah. Okay. Which is definitely not appropriate for kids and depending on which image you're going to send. <laughs> well, her design, her her design used to be very sexualized. That's all I'm gonna say on that. And um, there were certain parts of the internet that were very upset when April's character design was released for this movie. Um, some people were upset that they had made her a black character. Some people were upset saying they had made her like ugly or fat. Um, there were a lot of people upset. Like, I don't dislike the design. I think it's fine. I think, like you said, it modernizes. You know what? Um, modern day teenager and a high schooler might look like yeah like i like that they took it in a very non-sexualized like very up-to-date modern high schooler direction yeah uh what i was gonna say is as far as not really character design but her, the person who voiced her um she plays another character in a, in the bear which is on hulu and i really like her character in that show as well and she did i thought she did a really good job in, in this movie um ayo edabiri is that right mm-hmm yeah. yeah, she's like the co-star on Bear. I've never seen her in anything. Um, so I, I keep meaning you told me about the Bear. I need to check that out. Um, so yeah, I think she did an excellent job as April. My introduction to her as an actress. Yeah. So she looks like she was in Across the Spider Verse too. Oh really? I mean, Who probably just back. Glory is what her name was. So I don't know who <clears throat> she was, but. Oh, I do see that now. Yeah. Okay. Well, good for her. Um, she was also apparently in What We Do in the Shadows. So I, I'm just missing her all over the place. <laughs> um, One more, like, I have one more real question on here, like, in addition to my other observations about the film. But, like, one more. Like, how did you feel like this animation style compared to its, like, predecessors, the Spider-Verse movies? Because I think they they set the bar and created this unique 2D, 3D comic book style. And I think that this movie took it in a very different direction. Did you guys have any strong thoughts on that? I do. You do? Hit um, me. So I thought the mutants and everything looked really good. I thought the humans looked terrible. I Yeah, I, they I were like, ugly. Like they, most they, of them they, were just like, like why, do they, why do the mutants look more normal than the humans do? Yeah, I think that was they were really leaning into the like sketchbook comic book thing. So like there was a shot yeah, very like, early yeah, on where they, they were. Go ahead. There's like the um I don't know remember the lady's name. The lady who's assuming gonna be the big bad in the next one alongside Shredder. Um the one that was milking him. Uh <laughs> yes. She looked fine. The rest of them, like 
every all the other humans looked gross looking. I I have like two thoughts on that. Like one of them is like I said early on they showed a a stoplight and not all of the lights were perfectly circular. They were like weird ovals and one of them was even kind of square like. I think so it's definitely leaning into this like very jarring drawn on a sketchbook like pop punk style. And then I think because of that, they made the humans kind of ugly looking. But I also wonder if they made all the humans kind of ugly looking because we're talking about how like ugly and hideous these mutants are. And kind of the moral of the story was that we're not actually that different. So I wonder if that was a secondary underlying reason for making the humans not these like attractive, glorious beings, but making them also beat up and kind of dirty looking too. Well, how about how about just make them normal looking though? Like you don't have to make them look like like over the top like. Just make him look like a human, you know? I mean, that, that you, that's your take. Yeah, I don't think they looked, like, terrible. But I do think they were in, they were drawn ugly, most of them. Drawn a little uggo. But as for the style yourself, or sorry, Josh, did you have any thoughts on the human, human v. mutant thing for the art style? Uh, no, <laughs> nothing stood, stood out to me. I didn't, I didn't notice any of them looking terrible. But, I mean, if they did look different, I do agree with your assumption that it was probably an art artistic style choice meaning something other than just we're going to make them look crappy yeah um i really like their visual effects in this movie and i think i might actually like the the visual effects in this movie a little bit more than spider verse 2 i still think spider verse 1 I, you disagree sorry no, I'll just say I did stay awake for this entire movie. <laughs> didn't fall asleep like I did in both Spider-Verses. So take that for what you will. Which is wild to me that you can possibly do that. Um, but you, you're you a freak of nature. It's okay. I am, yeah. I like the Spider-Verse movies better overall. But I, I think what this studio did with that style, this one felt weightier. There were the combat, especially that first combat where they um are fighting in that like chop shop all the hits and action just had this weight and momentum to it that I felt like the second Spider-Verse movie especially, but kind of the first one just never really had. It was missing a lot of that that weight. And I thought that the combat in this movie looked phenomenal. So I really, really like that style in the show. Cole, yeah. Spider-Verse versus this movie, what were your thoughts? I like... I, I'm team Spider-Verse. Like, obviously, Spider-Verse movie is better. I think that's kind of a a given on that um but i think overall i like the animation on spider-verse better not to say just animation was bad just me you know, my really my only gripe was the, the design of the humans mm -hmm. and the turtles because giving them braces too i mean that, that was freaking stupid. And glasses don't and glasses glass. don't forget they don't have Cole... freaking ears how are the glasses <laughs> cole just has a problem with character design in this show in this movie like listen i feel like he's just I'm angry you... in this episode Dude, uh, listen, I'm already fired up over the tech issues. I'm down to Sprite. I've done a Mountain Dew earlier. I'm ready to go. I'm, this I'm feeling it. This man's literally about to blow with carbonated beverages. <laughs> I owed my grass earlier. I'm, oh, I'm fired up. Oh, my goodness. You know what? I appreciate that fire. Well, I mean, I was going to say, like, I don't think there's a ton to digest about this movie, but is there anything you guys did want to say that you liked or disliked about it before we go on? Um hmm. It's funny. I mean, it was a shockingly was funny movie. Funny. Yeah, the humor definitely hit. Um, so I said earlier, I guess I'll ask this. What was your favorite joke? My favorite joke was whenever Splinter was trying to get them to stay in the sewer by having a human party. And he's like, I brought three of the best humans. And he had the three Chris cutouts. And I don't know why, but having photorealistic cutouts of Chris Pine, Chris Pratt, and Chris Hemsworth standing there in that like very weird cell shaded basement was the funniest I mean, gag in the movie to me. And I can't believe I mean, you guys didn't that. remember it. They did that with the Ferris Bueller's day off uh, earlier when they had like the movie. Yeah. Night, yeah. The park. It was like, here's all this cartoon stuff and here's the realistic movie on the screen. Yeah. And it looked so out of place, but it added <clears> to the charm of it. It did. Yeah. So what was your favorite joke? What was your favorite bit or gag? I mean, obviously we talked about, um, what's going on earlier in the he-man he song yeah but i mean like uh i also really enjoyed their in the alleyway she's like i i'm not gonna film everything you guys do and then they just start talking and going and they build and they build it's like an echo chamber of just teenagers being stupid teenagers and uh, -huh. uh i'm not i don't even want to try to recreate the noises or the sounds of the lingo they were making but 
I see that stuff all the time. Like, you know, at work, and it's just kids being kids and having fun and being goofy. And I really liked that. I thought that was cool. And it kind of humanized them. Yeah, I really liked uh, the big stick. Um, yeah, why do I kind of play st- that was like going through the whole movie? Like, what am I going to do with this giant stick? All I got is a big stick. <laughs> I really like that ongoing joke. It was pretty good. Like, yeah, you don't need it. I mean, I'm going to. The milking thing was funny. That, that, <laughs> it was. Like, when it finally connected, like, okay, that's really funny. It was, a, it was a slow burn. It's like, okay, that's kind of stupid. Why would you bring that? But then it came full circle. Like, okay, that's pretty funny, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, man. I don't, yeah. I mean, I'm. I'm always, I, I like I like me some puke humor. That's pretty. It was pretty funny with all the vomit. That was <laughs> the vomit was very well animated. Shockingly it was really well, well animated. animated yeah. Vomit. I mean, I'm not gonna say it's the funniest part, but like uh, that that was. It was funny. It, yeah. me off. It, it 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 was another thing. Like kind of with like the language. I didn't anticipate that, and then it's like, oh, they're like, oh, they're not gonna show it. And like, oh, they did show it. Yeah. Get on you, kids, movie. <laughs> no, that was really funny, and it, it was it was a lot of puke. <laughs> It like, was. It wasn't just like a little bit. So much. But it was so really much well puke. done. No, I as I'm sitting here trying to think on the jokes, um, it was a movie full of jokes, but very few of them really stood out above the crowd. And I it, think we've it, talked it, about those. Anything Mondo Gecko said was funny. Mondo Gecko was, you know, a charm. Um, I did like. I now that I know it's Posty, I liked the guy who was always singing. I thought he was funny. Yeah, he was pretty good. Um. I feel like Bebop and Rocksteady, despite being some of the more like well-known turtle villains, didn't really have much to do in this movie. I didn't nah. think so either. I that that is kind of I felt like okay, they had a lot of cool villains, <clears throat> but I mean you have to share screen time is the thing. Yeah. What would it have been more effective if you had less villains and gave them screen more screen time that way and save some for the sequel? Because you intend obviously they were setting up a sequel. Mm-hmm. You feel like you could have maybe took them out, not had all those uh, mutants there. I get it. It's called Mutant Mayhem, but like, I feel like some of them just kind of vibed in the back, like old wing. I think it's a wing nut. Is that like the bat thing? And yeah. Leather, Leatherhead. That would need to call call Matt. Get <laughs> get like his analysis. I need, I need I need I need Matt in here. He, yeah. He knows. I'm just guessing on these names. I like. I think they're. Right. I think you're right. I think you are. It does make me wonder, are they going to bring them all back for the sequel? Or are they going to do, like, some of them went away to college and moved to the other side of the states? Like, I don't know if they're going to, like... I'm gonna mark my words. If the sequel rolls around and Mondo Gecko ain't there, I'm going to cry. Gonna... <laughs> I need if, more Mondo Gecko. What if he's not in the entire movie, but he gets, like, a post credit scene? Like, would that absolve it for you? It, it would... It would with my expectations and that's what this movie did good at so yeah <laughs> so yeah i know lots of lots of good jokes but or lots of okay jokes with a few really good jokes but because of the jokes per minute ratio of this film i feel like i don't remember too many that stand out yeah so yeah all righty i'm ready you know we actually we talked for 40 minutes and i was i was more than i was expecting for uh, a kids hey, movie once again I'm Played with your expectations, Tyler. It's true. This movie just keeps doing it. So let's go ahead. Let's hop over to the rubric here. I've got it pulled up. Actually, remember to pull it up in advance this time. Um, Start off. I'll start us off. I'm not going to pull a, an Oppenheimer and just give all my scores out of the gate like I did last week. <laughs> um, for I'm going to start us off with plot. I'm going to say four. I think that for a kid's movie, it was a decent plot. Has a lot of things that if you don't think about it are fine, but I thought the pacing was weird. And Josh, you, you hit the nail on the head with the one earlier. I hated that they killed him to not kill him and then fought him like three more times after that in the city. It was just really weird. So I'm going to give plot a four. It's a boss battle. It's their faces. <laughs> yeah, it was an unnecessarily like hyped up boss battle. And I didn't think it was a well executed one. So I, I'm going to give plot a four. Cole, what about you? I'm also <clears> a four. I mean, I thought the plot was fine. I mean, the only thing I didn't like was the, you know, the the turtle human maybe relationship. Will they, won't they? I mean, that that was really. Cole, I hope they kiss and make out in the next movie. And you have to watch the make out. And I'm going to turn. I'm going to look at you. I'm going to be like stare at it. I don't even know if Mondo Gecko can save it at that point. I mean, (laughs) you can only do so much. 
Josh, what about you on plot? Yeah, I'm also a four. It was it was a kid's movie. You don't want to think about it too much. Um, but there were just a couple things there towards the end. It was just like, is that really necessary? Yeah, it was. It, we talked about it being a semi-adult movie. Like they brought up the whole idea that the mutants want to kill all humans in the world and enslave them and do all these awful things to them. And then they later bring up that like people weren't necessarily on board for that, but they just gloss over it. It's like an instant yeah. 180 switch. They're good people now. They gloss over that whole thing. So if you're going to bring up those sort of moral discussions in a kid's movie, mm-hmm. I feel like you should actually talk about them a little bit more um, instead of just bringing up mass murder, genocide, and then immediately turning a leaf. Yeah. So, um, Cole, why don't you start us off with characters? Is Mondo Gecko going to bring it up to a five for you? Oh, absolutely. I mean, they're... they're... I, I didn't there's no character I like don't like in this. Like all oh, the characters were good. The character designs for some of them, that's a different <laughs> story, but but yeah, all the characters themselves I really liked. Especially Mondo Gecko. We need more Mondo Gecko. You're gonna get that tattooed. The world needs more go- Mondo Gecko. Get that like tattooed across your chest. On, I'm gonna get it trending on Twitter. Um, I'm gonna post about Mondo Gecko all the time. It's X now. Yeah, it's X. Oh well, not Twitter. So so freaking stupid I, mean, I got so confused because we have an x air app that we use to control our mixer every now and then and then twitter changed to x and i like saw that the other day in like my like social media even... folder on my phone and i was like how did that how did my soundboard app get there and then i looked at it, i was like oh that's twitter <laughs> like, yeah here's the thing that's not even like catchy twitter was catchy x sounds stupid didn't he that's... name one of his kids something like x with a it's like symbols it's not like a name he just really likes the letter x he has spacex you know he's naming his kids x he's named twitter x the man just loves x i mean it's going on a model x tesla that's true man loves his x's all right so sorry really weird tangent josh (laughs) characters what you think uh I'm, i'm gonna go five as well there was quite a few characters i liked the majority of them some of them were just kind of there to be there, but overall, I would say they were. It was a, it was a five. Yeah, I think the characters were hands down maybe the best part of this movie. The way they gelled together and played off of each other, loved the characters. I'm also a five. Josh, why don't you go ahead and start us off with direction? Oh, that's a difficult one. Um, it is a difficult one. I didn't give this much thought beforehand, so <clears throat> probably gonna. I'm gonna stick with a four. There's not a ton that I can think of uh, right offhand that would bring it down any lower than a four, but I know it wasn't a perfect movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm kind of in a similar boat. I want to give the direction a five. Most of the gripes I have have to do with the pacing, and I kind of talked about them in the plot. Um, if this had been the first movie of this ilk, like of this art style, it would easily hands down be a five. Um, I while I I said earlier I think some of the fights were better than Spider Verse. Spider Verse is all in all just a better product, and sound wise, I felt like the sound was a little off from time to time um, in this movie, and maybe that was just me being very very nitpicky. But you're right, it wasn't perfect, wasn't necessarily near perfect. I'm going to give Direction a four as well. I'm also going to go a four <laughs> for design of the humans. Um, and some character choices on the turtles, and also what, something I didn't mention. This is another small thing. Um, like when they're doing like their montage of trying to figure out where Superfly is at, it felt like the song they initially used like didn't flow well with like what was happening on screen. Yeah, that's what I said. some seemed of the like, audio stuff was weird. It was all seemed like the vibe, the vibe was was not there. <clears throat> yeah, it, it didn't match well. So. Yeah, some of the music was really well picked. Some of it was not well picked. So I don't know. Yeah, it was it was interesting. I'll go ahead and start us off on on continuity. I'm gonna come in hot, and I haven't talked about this. I was I was waiting for continuity. I'm giving continuity a three. Um, I have a couple gripes with the continuity of this movie, even though it's a kids movie. At the beginning, let's see here. At the beginning, they're shooting like goo guns, right? Um, in the lab, and somehow those goo guns cause stuff to explode. I don't understand it. That aside, I'm fine with letting the goo guns explode things. Cool. Everyone in that room should have died. Instead, only the scientist died. But the the general guy, 
and Superfly both lived. And maybe you could argue Superfly lived because he's a mutant, but how did the human general survive that explosion and the scientists didn't? Like, it was just, the whole house exploded, basically. Everyone there should have died. I didn't like that. That was weird. I think they should have, like, shot him and then had him drop the thing down the whatever. Later in the movie, Superfly is stealing gear, and, like, after the 30th heist, the super smart billionaire tech company decides to then start putting trackers on things. Because it's convenient yeah. for the plot. And I was like, what? Have they not been doing that? I just assumed that Superfly was smart enough to check it for trackers. Um, and then later, there is a tracker very clearly beeping on the device, like big, giant, red beeping light. No one notices it until it's too late. I don't know. So for just... And then all in all, there's just a few little small things like that. Even though it's a kid's movie, I felt like continuity was very, very lacking. I'm giving it a three. Hmm. Okay. I mean, I'll give you, I'll give you that second point that you made. The goo guns. I mean, I can look past that. What I can't look past is how the heck Michelangelo got those braces. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way you could get into an orthodontist. There's no. They stole everything else. Maybe they just stole the braces and glued them on. Maybe they're not actually doing anything. Maybe they're literally just glued onto his teeth and they're That's not moving worse. his teeth. That's the whole. I mean, I'm, I'm going to go four. Four? I'm going four on it. A lot of continuity. Nicer than I thought you were going to be. I thought you were going to follow suit with me. Josh? I mean, I, I, I could have, but I'm like... No, no, be nice. Yeah, I want you I, to be nice. If I'm being mean, I, I want you to be nice. Okay, I'm... I'm uh, <laughs> I, I could... I'm not going to, like, tear this movie apart. I'm like, it's... It wasn't significant enough. It wasn't, like, Mithrigan levels of, like, bad on the continuity. Gosh, I don't know if anything will ever be. three oh, levels yeah, of bad. That one was rough. Yeah. Um, so as far as continuity, I hadn't really given it much thought, but then when as you go back through that list that you were talking about, I was like, oh, yeah, those are all legitimate continuity issues like that I kind of looked past because it's a kid's movie. You know, I didn't think about it too much. It was like, oh, that just happened because that's supposed to happen. Um, but it doesn't make any sense in the world. So yeah. I think your three is pretty accurate. I'm going to go with a three as well. Yeah, you know what else doesn't make sense in the world? How a turtle and a human. Oh, like... shut it. <laughs> oh, there's that another was... one I, I almost forgot about. when they're And maybe I missed it. I meant to ask you guys this. They're leaving the facility after getting milked. And they just walk out the front door, which is weird. <laughs> they just walk out the front yeah. door of this facility. I, I mean, want to say maybe out. Splinter, like... Took them all, took care of all of them before he came in there. Oh, he had to get in there too. But I'm pretty sure a guard walks like pa almost past April at one point and just leaves his bike with the keys in it, um, which is another weird thing. But yeah. my actual real issue with that is I'm pretty sure Splinter makes a comment about how they need to go back to the sewers, and then the next scene they're at the boat. Like, did they ever make a comment how they were going to the boat and I just missed oh, it? They, you know what? You're right. They they didn't because. I don't think Oh. They were like, we're going to go back to the sewers. And then April you know made what? a comment. She's like, it was nice knowing you because she like thinks she's going to die. And she's like, steals the bike with the keys left in it. And they walk away. And then the next thing I know, they're at the boat. And maybe they made a comment and I missed it. But I don't. I, didn't... That may have bumped down. I think I was going to bump that down to a three. I just... <laughs> You're right. Now, I might be wrong, though. I might have no, I, missed I, the I line. Did Josh, did you catch it? <clears throat> there was a point where they text or call april about something i think they go back to the sewer and then but like they they, don't they like have a brief brief moment of reasoning like hey we really probably should go stop this person did they do that and that's when they call april and say hey can you meet us here and she's like actually i have the perfect weapon she was like I on believe... a motorbike by that point i thought yeah, but she had went back home. I, I think if we went back and rewatched it, I think they did. They went back to the sewer. They had like this moment of reasoning saying, like basically come to the conclusion that they do need to stop Superfly. And then they call April, and that's how they all end up back at the boat. So if they had that conversation, it was so short and non-impactful that I missed it. But I feel like them having a conversation of maybe we should, because Splinter was, didn't want them to risk themselves anymore. They'd just been milked and all that. They should have drawn that out and made it, be more memorable and impactful to the overall story to the point that I can't remember them having the conversation. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I think I remember, I do remember that part because I remember them calling her. She was at home and she's like, 
you know, she says something about how she has the gun now or whatever. Hmm. Gotcha. Maybe she does. Well, you know, I, I'm not going to bump it down because I don't know. We don't know for sure on that one. I'm not going to knock it on. Uh... Hold on, Josh. Your thing when they call her and she has the gun is when they're leaving the boat in the ocean. Oh. Because she does mm-hmm. go home to her apartment because she thinks she's going to die. Um, She had stolen the bike and with the gun. And they call her as they're about to leave the boat. And they're like, this thing's coming towards Manhattan. And she's like, I've got the weapon. Huh. Because I do remember that now, but I'm pretty sure that was after the boat. Was it? Okay. I could be wrong. Once again, I'm. we saw the movie once. Yeah. Ne- almost a week ago. Like, I could be misremembering. I, oh, man, I'm, I feel like I remember... I remember them saying, like, oh, yeah, go to the stewards. And, like, psych, we're on the boat. I feel like there was no in-between. There was... I feel like I don't remember there being like a sewer scene where they're like, oh yeah, by the way, we need to go do this now. Don't bump your score down, but yeah, it definitely, it's bothering me. Um, so. I, mean, I don't know, because oh, it's, it's tough. I... Well, we gotta go watch it again. Alright, let's go. What are you guys doing? Let's go. <laughs> cool. We'll come back. Cole, if you change your number, let me know. I'm gonna leave it at a four. Last category, enjoyment. I enjoyed this movie more than I thought it would. I'm gonna give it a four. It was it was funny. Um, Not incredible. But it was funny. Josh? Uh, I'm like right between a four and a five. Like I had a really good time, but it wasn't like the best movie I've ever seen. So I'll probably round it down to a four. All right. Cole? I'm going five. Five for enjoyment? I really enjoyed For all the gripes. Hey, listen. Just because I gripe on something doesn't mean I... uh, You didn't enjoy it, I guess. Listen, there's there's flaws in a lot of movies that I enjoy. Cole, if Leonardo and April had kissed, would you have still enjoyed this movie? It would be a negative 10, obviously. But... <laughs> <laughs> what would you have done if Mondo Gecko was the love interest of April? I mean, smart woman. Um, <laughs> what's not to like about Mondo Gecko? But no, that would be that would have been weird. Um at least Splinter went for another mutant. That's all. I-, I I could be wrong. Haven't they done a love interest in the past with April? Never. I don't think they have. I think there was. I thought there was female turtles, but I don't think there were ever like love interests. I typed I in think- is April a love interest, and the autofill searched to the Bible. <laughs> is April a love interest in the Bible? April O'Neil is the love interest of Donatello in the 2012 incarnation of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Mm, So it's been done at least once before. Did it with a different turtle now, though. And in Atlanta's universe, Raphael, though, also with humans. Um, According to this one, all from the 2012 one, all the turtles are interested in different women. Leo has a secret crush on Karai. Donnie harbors an innocent crush on April. Ralph is smitten with Mona Lisa and Mikey's in love with Renee. So, like, the, the, the turtles finding love is not a new concept. Yeah, it's just weird that it's a, tur- a giant turtle and a human. I it literally... Is it is. I found a... It is weird. It's probably weird, right? I'm not crazy. I found a fan wiki called April O'Neil Relationships, and I'm going to dive through this later. <laughs> We're going to look at all of them after the podcast. I'm just going to rank in a tier. Let's go in April O'Neil's love interest. Yeah, here we go. Alrighty. Cole, are you sticking with the four? I said five. No, 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 for continuity. Oh, okay. Um, if I hadn't said it, or would you have remembered to change it? Because I think if so, if not, you should leave it at a four. I'm going four. I'll keep okay. it. I've leave been it at a four. To, I've been... I've been mean to other movies in the past. I don't mean it is a kid's movie, right? So I, you know, I don't want to be okay. We got to decide: is it a kid's movie or is it a young, uh, or is it a teenager to young adult movie? (sighs) I'd say it's a young adult teenager movie, masquerading as a kid's movie. Yeah, could we like we can give the kids movie like give it that benefit of doubt, but like, is it really a kids movie? Yeah, I'd say it's close enough. It's a teenage mutant ninja turtle movie. How about that? Yeah. All right, with all those scores locked in, if no one has any last-minute changes, that brings the total score on the rubric to 82.6, which will round up. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles got a 83%. Pretty good. Better lower, than I was expecting. Lower than Rotten Tomatoes gave it. What? Um, you know, we normally kind of look that up. 
afterwards. I, I I've kind of forgotten what have Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic and all those given this movie. I I last uh, I checked, I It's got a seventy four on Metascore. What's Rotten Tomatoes have? I feel like I saw something where it was in the nineties. Um, I'm not even seeing it. Hold on, teenage. Do I need to say? Oh, I typed in TMNT and it didn't come up. All right, here's the new one. I'm not going to disable my ad block. As a 96% from critics and a 91% audience score. It's rare yeah, I feel I, like you see a movie of like this get a higher review from critics than the audience. And I think that's the highest Ninja Turtles movie out of all of them. But, you know, critics, they don't, they don't know much. And the first critic review kind of says what I was saying, where it says this film's animation style evokes the rebellious freeform of a teen doodling in the margins of their school books. You know, so I, and like I said, I, I got that as the, the vibe they were going for, so. And then we have human-turtle relations, but. Yeah, so, no, critics really liked this movie um, more apparently than the audience did, which I think is odd. Normally, for a movie like this, like a goofy animated like kind of kids kind of adults movie i feel like it's very rare for that to happen you say you did look it up on metacritic josh uh metascore on imdb said 74 74 out of 100 i believe so yeah um oh gosh this is oh this is a video game i want teenage mutant ninja turtles mutant mayhem hold on Hold on. While I search, Mutant Mayhem Reviews Metacritic. Here we go. It's got a 74 Metascore, so I guess that's what you're looking at on IMDb. It's got a five user score on Metacritic. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, IMDb rating is 7.5 out of 10, so it's about 75%. So it's a little bit lower. We're a little bit more generous than some, a little stricter than others. It does, like... <laughs> Here's what I love about Metacritic. It's, uh, in reviews in general, when people bomb something that they don't agree with, so they just give it, like, a zero... There's like a lot of zeros on here on the user score. This guy, nothing to do with the original in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> How dare they modify it for a new audience? Did Matt write this? Yeah. Do we need to check in on him? Is he doing okay? Hey, he liked it. Like, I don't he know did like it, actually, it, yeah. And he's so. maybe the biggest Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle fan I know. Oh, for sure. For sure. So... Alrighty, well, with that, I'd say let's go ahead and wrap up this episode. I feel like we started weird as we took us a second to get into the groove, but we finished strong, you know? Yeah. It was some shockingly good turtle conversation. Yep. Elena's not in the room. I'm going to have to have a talk with her, and we're going to have to... <laughs> got to really know what all fanfics yeah, she's written. figure that out. Yeah, I need to make sure, like, there's no weird fanfics out there floating on the internet that I should have known before we got married. <laughs> We're going to have to oh boy. have a conversation. Hey, guys, I know this was different. It was weird. Thank you, guys. Um, Alrighty. And what is the next? Uh, Gran Turismo might be our next movie, right? We have Gran Turismo coming so. out. We got, I mean, we've got The Exorcist coming out in October. That's a couple months away. Blue Beetles, one I'm not really interested in. But Cole, didn't you say you were interested in that? I mean, it looked wild. Um, I wouldn't hate going to see Meg, too. <laughs> <laughs> it looks so dumb, but I kind of want to go. Haunted Mansion was another one too. Yeah, I don't, it it might be out of theaters already. Oh, really? I see it. it, it they dropped July twenty eighth. Oh, it looks like they got some showtimes for it still. Um, Josh, you said you haven't seen Meg two. Here's the story: There's a giant Meg shark. One. Meg yeah. one. Yeah, you haven't seen Meg one. There's a giant shark, and Jason Stamos outsmarts it. Like that's that's all you need to know. <laughs> it's 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 what's on the cover. Yeah, we got Blue Beetle coming out August 18th. I'm not super pumped for it, but I would go watch it if everybody else wanted to. I didn't think it looked good. I actually thought that that Strays movie looked moderately entertaining. I, that I think Strays movie, looks hilarious. I'm oddly in, intrigued by Strays. All right. It's so, an adult animated comedy, I'm pretty sure. Like an adult. It's like a dog. Semi, it's, it's like Will Ferrell and Jamie Foxx's dog. What, it, what was that yeah. movie where all the dogs lose their way home and they like move all the mouths to make them talk? What was that? bound yeah it's like an yeah. adult version of that it looks like i don't know i don't know maybe oh it looks like elementals is still in theaters is it oh nope sorry i clicked on it it's on their website and i clicked on it and said sorry no show times <laughs> well that and then after blue beetle we got gran turismo 
Uh, that's August 25th. I definitely think I want to see that. You Gran Turismo? Yeah, I do think the Gran Turismo one looks good. So, yeah. so stay tuned. Maybe the Meg, maybe Haunted Mansion. I would love to watch that one when it comes to streaming. You know, maybe Strays. Who knows? Strays. Yeah. So probably gonna skip Blue Beetle. When does Strays come out? Is it not out? out? I thought it was out. Is it? Just typed in Stay, not Stray. Stray Hump Day Screening. Let's get advance tickets. When does this come out? So maybe it's not out yet. Well, apparently there's no Wednesday hump day tickets. Oh, it comes out August 18th. August 18th. So it comes out, um, oh, this Friday. Well, maybe we'll go see that this weekend. So, alrighty. Enough rambling. Sorry. Let's end the episode. Thank you guys for tuning in. Please check out our other works. If you haven't, tell a friend. You know, we, we want to share this with other people. And thank you for listening. Bye-bye. Smash that subscribe button. Hit the like. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting I'm, I'm ending. I'm ending it. I'm ending it. <laughs>